you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. There we go. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? Good morning, Marvin. All right, Mark. How you doing? Brother? Well, it's afternoon for where you guys are. Where, where, where are you guys at? You're, you're in Philly. Is that correct? Nope, I am in Maryland. Oh, you're in Maryland. In Bowie, you're, Maryland. Also, the same place where Jose is, I think. Right? Isn't that where correct. Jose lives? Yes. That's correct. What is driving distance, right, for you guys to go to Philly? Yeah, in fact, I'll be going up there in a couple of months, dealing with some things up there. Yeah, it's only two hours away. I used to live there myself. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I've never been there. I'm a big Rocky fan, so uh, when I get there, I'm going to definitely. Uh, I, I I think uh, Emilio's going to pick me up from the airport in January. I'm coming in a day early just so I can uh, go see that the famous yeah. steps of his and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, when so. I when I ran my marathon there in 2000, that was the first thing I did. Run the steps. What was it? <laughs> Everybody That's awesome. The steps. Yes, sir. Uh, that's good, Coach. Okay, so let me introduce you a little bit, and then I'm going to have you take over and kind of give your resume a little bit. But uh, we've got to know each other through uh, the CLA, which is a, a Connected Leaders Academy that you, you and I both joined, and we were kind of connected. Uh, everybody, we had we have a martial arts background, a little bit older martial artists now. So naturally, this is something for us to come together. And you've been on a lot of calls that I've been on, so we've got to meet each other that way. And so, Coach Marvin, so with no further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself, and and uh, we're going to get started on this interview. Okay. Well, like you said, Mark, we did meet through the CLA, and uh, actually I met Jose through a martial arts event in uh, Las Vegas, and I've been doing martial arts since I was eight years old. I'm just going to say uh, 1968, all right? Just put it that way. You can do the math, figure out how, my age, how old I am. But uh, like you said, the era of the martial arts that came up in that time were just very brutal and the body went through a beating. And uh, as as Mark talked about, you know, how harsh it was back then in training. But, yeah, I, I reached many levels in martial arts and I kind of gravitated toward the Kung Fu and uh, Kung Fu became my home for many, many years. And I won some national championships uh, through forms competition and uh uh, once a, and, and, and at the time of martial arts, we uh, basically went through many, uh, we were very experimental in our martial art background, looking for the ultimate martial artist, so to speak, you know, martial led by Bruce Lee, of course, the era of Bruce Lee, we're looking for the ultimate right. martial arts. So we've dabbled into so many different styles and that's where I landed. I just stay loyal to one. I do the traditional, then I go get some of this. So at one time I was studying like three different martial systems at one time. And I earned black belts in different systems around the same time. So the body went through a beating. 
But that was the era back then in the 80s and not 90s. And I settled with the Kung Fu systems. Yes. So now and did you on the East Coast? Is that where you took? Yeah. Is that where you've lived the, your entire life is on the East Coast? Yep, that's correct. That's correct. And yeah. So when we were talking off camera, talk, you're right about that. We we kind of both came up the uh, martial arts way. I, you know, I started in. Um, well, I got my first black belt in 1987. So, you know, in the early 80s is when when it uh, right. Right when we were starting to get a little bit of safety equipment. So we had these little knuckle punches wrapped in uh, duct tape. And that's what we kind of used for fighting. And so it, yeah. you know, that's that's the era of 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 what it was. And I was telling him off. I was tell, talking to you a little bit about off air because I know you have a book now uh, on the wellness. And I think that as we've getting older, as older martial artists, you know, one thing is to being able to keep moving is one thing. And, you know, the next is how to stay safe and how to make our students have more longevity than we, than we did. I think you said that you had a hip replacement yourself. Uh, I had a knee replacement and five, I think it's five or six years ago now, you know, my left knee, I had to have a full, and I thought I wasn't going to be able to do anything. I'm surprised I can do what I can today. And you had double hip replacement. And I, I was telling you that I just don't think we had that functional fitness type of training that we have today. You know, we did a lot of air kicking and, and stuff like that. Do you agree with that assessment? Oh, boy, that's, that's so on target. And that is the reason I felt very comfortable writing the book, because uh, I actually went through all those things. And uh, I realized that without the level of fitness or the things I'm training with today to maintain my wellness and longevity of things I wish I had taken earlier in my career. You know, the, the, the martial arts back in the 70s, I think the June Reed padding system came out in the 70s. And uh, before that, it was like you said, it was just knuckle pads. Maybe it was 80s. I can't remember exactly, but it was just very thin knuckle pads and shin guards and foot yeah. guards. And that was pretty much it. Even for the kids' class, it was nothing but a cup. And <laughs> it was, you know, the kids were yeah. even knocked out back to the summer. That's and that's correct. So, and uh, <laughs> nowadays, the kids, they, you know, they have a whole level of protection to cover their whole bodies, pads and chest protections and headgear and everything. Uh, no, we just, uh, you know, we were supposed to control contact, but you know, you wouldn't. <laughs> not everybody had that level of control. But anyway. Uh, through the years of training in the martial arts, you learn a lot about your body. And uh, as martial artists, we get to endure lots of pain. We understand that pain is just a part of the thing we have to go through. And that if you're going through it, you got to get through it. You feel better. Pain is just a part of weakness leaving the body is what they basically told us. So uh, the, the book I wrote was about how to maintain the body after dealing with all these things. And now, you know, it's very interesting now because all the martial arts, including my instructors who are in their seventies now, and uh, God bless them for some of them have reached 80 and they are now into total wellness training. And it's, it's interesting how you gravitate through the history and of martial arts because martial arts is supposed to be age that you can train for the rest of your life. And you have right. to find a way through it. And, uh, the wellness piece, it, you know, I went to a seminar with one of my instructors and uh, he says that wellness is the final stage of where you need to be going with your martial arts, teaching that way and how to maintain, how to live wellness and ex ex expand on that level of the martial arts. 
because uh, Mark, you can probably test with that. You know, once you start the martial arts, you're basically just getting your body stronger and you're just trying to mimic and master the techniques that are being taught to you to a high level. And then there's an internal piece to the martial arts that as a youngster, we're not that interested in that most of the time. We're kind of just into the external portions of how powerful we can become. Yeah, but that's true. As we as we grow and especially in the Chinese styles of martial arts, they introduced the internal very early, but it wasn't that interesting when I was younger. I had I had to learn it because it was part of the curriculum, but I'm glad I did because I got an early introduction to Tai Chi Chuan and all the Qigong early stages of martial arts. And that is what I gravita gravitated to now. And uh, that became one of the primary ingredients in the system that I teach today, the Qigong and functional kettlebell training is a major part of the movement patterns that I use. I'm a kettlebell instructor and expert in that, which is, you see, I teach, uh, I have a, a school called the Bowie Kettlebell Club. We're, we're doing really well here in Maryland. And uh, along with the, uh, along with, uh, the, uh, the martial arts, the Qigong, and the kettlebell strength training, those pillars and walking, those three, those four pillars help you just go through the rest of your life. And it's helping very well. And that's the program I teach. People are excited about it. And uh, I'm able to continue martial arts training and not continue to bang up my body. So I can still practice some of the tough forms, uh, uh, things that I was able to do in my 30s and I can still do today, which I'm very excited about that. That's good. So now is kettlebell been part of your training for a long time or is this, uh, you know, the last 10 years, the last five years? Where is the kettlebell training in your in your regiment? Another. Yeah. Great question, man, because uh, kettlebells were I was introduced to kettlebells in 2005. And it kind of came in through the back door through a, a Pavel Satsulin, who's a kettlebell guru. Everyone, they probably know of his name. They haven't met him. I got to train with him personally back in 2005 when kettlebells were kind of first being introduced to the United States as a strength building tool. And at the beginning, it was just guys like me and Mark at those <laughs> certifications, right? It was just folks who were just pounding out or trying to learn something new that was kind of cool. And, uh, Later on, through my years of doing this kettlebell training for over it's almost 20 years now, uh, I've seen it change to a mm -hmm. pattern where you got all kinds of instructors teaching kettlebells now from that um, you find them in therapy movement, you find them in therapy practice, you find athletes using them to repair injury. And they just find out there's such a good use for the balance because the kettlebell has a weight balance that's different than dumbbells. So that's the way I use the kettlebells. At first, I learned how to pass the test. You got to use them for strength and hardcore training, develops the body as a unit. I immediately adapt to it because I found out the concept related to my martial arts training so closely. The, the I think the kettlebell, I, I wish I had, I wish we would have had that a little bit more now. I, I've only gotten in the kettlebell myself the last five years because of the functionality of it. And uh, I'll, I'll, the funny story with the kettlebell before we go, let's say hello to Jose's on and uh, Emilio are on. We'll say hi to them. Hey, Jose. How you doing, brother? <laughs> it's Gary. Um, hey, Gary. And uh, is Emilio saying? All right, Emilio, brother. Yeah, they're on there. They're on there saying hi. So, you know, my, my son, my son who's 30, you know, he's the one that kind of helps me run this school now. And, that's what he trains mostly. He's not, he's not like I am. I'm, I'm the weight pusher. You know what I mean? I, it, when I got out of high school, I decided that I wanted to, uh, 
to lift and uh, I power lifted. I, you know, I, I, I didn't have that bodybuilder body like you have. I had, you know, I just like to push a lot of weight and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was intrigued by, you know, benching 400 pounds and squatting 600 pounds and deadlifting four or 500 pounds. And I was intrigued by that kind of stuff as a young guy. So of course there was no real functional fitness to it. There was just, you know, eat food and, and lift heavy stuff, you know, and uh, I've always lifted weights and I've always enjoyed lifting. My son now, on the other hand, he does more kettlebell work and that, and he's strong. You know, he's, my son's probably 145 pounds, Mikey is. And, but you know, he can snatch 85, 95 dumb, uh, kettlebells right up over his head. Yeah. You know what I mean? He would, yeah. he's just, uh, he's just strong that way. And it's, it's something about that kettlebell that makes you, you strong in the inside, you know, the swings, the, the full range of motion that you get. I wish I would have had that. Um, as, as I was coming up the is coming up the ranks and, and doing that, I didn't really even know about him to be honest with you. And so it's always, uh, when you, and then tell me, tell me, you know, anybody that's doing kettlebell work, first of all, is how easy is it to get a kettlebell, two or three kettlebells and you have a full body workout right in your own house, you know what I mean? Through, through COVID or whatever. But, you know, there's a lot of technique that goes into kettlebells. I mean, kettlebells swinging can be done wrong just as well as they could be do right. Do you find that to be to be true and encourage people to have somebody teach them how to do things properly? Or is that something you have that you have on your website or to, to do okay. to teach people? Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of good stuff there. You just you're gonna you're gonna let me talk the rest of the time with that kind of conversation. That's, <laughs> that's some good stuff there, Mark. Hey, man, you know kettlebells can be dangerous. You know, they can. And I, my first, you know, real quick, I didn't I just didn't jump into kettlebells. I was very interested with Pavel Sassoon's unique strategies for uh, strength training for flexibility. Okay, because he had a very unique uh, policy of how to dynamically train the legs for stretch for stretching. And that intrigued me. But then I came in, I saw that the kettlebell actually had that component as well. And you're right. It strengthens the body in a way from the ground up, which is where fighters basically live when they when they control their power from the ground up. So I have become very attuned to kettlebell training and I train people of all ages, uh, ladies who have never picked up a kettlebell, who can't pick up a they can't pick up a six pound kettlebell. There's one of my students couldn't pick up a six pound kettlebell. Now she's happy. She can press 10 pounds. She's up to 12, 15 pounds because she understands how to activate the core, which a lot of mm -hmm. tools don't train you to do that. Kettlebell forces you to activate the core. Otherwise, that kettlebell is just way too heavy. So snatching a kettlebell can be done like you just described with your son, an 85 pound kettlebell. If he can press, if he can press a 65 pound kettlebell, you could snatch a 75 or 80 pound kettlebell because the momentum and the movement gets the kettlebell to move with the body, right? And then you lock out. You might not be able to press a one, an 85 pound kettlebell, but you can snatch one. And uh, mm -hmm. because you're strong at the top, right? You sometimes right. get stuck in the middle, right? So, yes. So we work a lot of negatives on the kettlebell to build strength so you can press it up, right? So I teach my students and also in my book a reverse philosophy of how to uh, get strong. I say, for instance, uh, if you want to get strong, you get the bell up and then you bring it down negative. You pull it down very hard, right? Like, like you're doing a chin up, okay? Right. So mm -hmm. Letting it come down. And that wasn't really traditional with standard weights, which you probably know, you know, you let it come yeah. down and then you power it back up. 
So the kettlebell works in both directions, which is great for hard style Qigong. Okay, Qigong does the exact same thing with your exhale and inhale with this hard, you know, hard Qigong. So the uh, the power is, is relatable to martial arts training and combat training. So I just opened up a new group today, just had a new session today with new newbies on kettlebells. And now I've gotten really in tune with how to get them started off quickly. So this first class is either I was doing very good instruction or they picked that form up really good the first time, which means that something's going on that I've been able to transfer the information a lot better over time to help them so they can move faster through the ranks. So in six weeks, I think they'll be doing a lot better than I was doing when I started kettlebell training. Right, isn't that the isn't that the awesome thing about anyway in in my in my school for sure, you know, after I watch the evolution of my students every year, you know, the, even myself because I keep training, so I keep bringing something to them and I keep bringing something to them and so I'm watching them younger and younger. I got 3-year-olds, you know, snatching uh, double leg takedowns over a tournament this weekend in uh, jujitsu three-year-olds just snatching double legs and stuff like that. And I said, man, these kids are going to be something at 13, 14 years old. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And it's just the evolution of UFC too. I mean, look at the fighters after the, each, 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 every 10 years, you see this new generation and new generation, you know, the greatest fighter hasn't even been born yet. I don't That's think, right. That's you right. know what I mean? He's and right. he, you know, he, because it, it, the evolution of it is just so awesome. And and I think the transfer of knowledge, like you said, when you're teaching and if you got students that are doing well, that's, you know, that's a, a caveat to what, what you are as an instructor, being able to transfer knowledge and then doing it. I think you're doing it virtually. Is that what you, is that what this class is? Or well, is this, right. Yeah. During, huh? Well, uh, yeah, I have a virtual, I have a virtual clientele. In fact, it's growing and, uh, I was forced to virtual because of COVID and I just jumped right in there. I said, I'm going to make this thing happen. But I saw that right. the yoga studios were like going, they just jumped right into this virtual world. We're doing very well. Right. That's correct. So, so I said, you know, I was working with the yoga studio with my kettlebells, which was very different there. You know, yoga studio, we kept yoga studio with kettlebells. was <laughs> they, It was kind of oxymoron, but it ended up working. And uh, anyway, I, they did it. So I jumped through Zoom and it was very successful held that program for i'm still doing it right now yeah now i've got live classes going on again and jump right into some large live classes and uh it's everyone learned a lot on zoom and i gotta work with them in person and i said wow zoom really transferred the information really good so i became very adaptable with training folks on zoom as well and you yeah, know that's that's well that's part of that entrepreneurness right you know what yeah. i mean uh, we didn't we didn't uh we didn't roll over and play dead either there's just no way you know what I mean? And I would say that schools that are underneath me that that are students of mine that have schools and underneath that leadership, none of them closed. They all got online and we ended up, uh, you know, weathering the storm. And and uh, covid was a good thing for our schools, for us anyway. I think that it it removed a lot of people, a lot of negative people out of the studio mm -hmm. and it brought in a whole new a whole new breed of people that started to come in that were looking for health, you know, mm -hmm. COVID if, you know, COVID uh, made people think about health a little bit more, you know what I mean? And, you know, it, it exactly opposite of what the news would tell you, right. You know, stay indoors, don't go out, yep. uh, don't get uh, air, don't, you, you know, stay confined, uh, 
you know, and those of us that got out, got after it, get some, get some uh, sunshine out there and work out, you know, and I caught COVID too, just like everybody else did. But, you know, I weathered that storm also. And, and uh, just like any other sickness that you got to, that you got to put your head down and go to work on. Uh, But we definitely, I'm glad to hear, it's always good to hear that the positive that came out of, out of COVID and now you're able to, uh, you know, that's the, that's the catch 22 of, of this, right? We're, we're having a conversation. We couldn't even done this probably eight, eight 10 years ago. We wouldn't be having right. this type of uh podcast. That's right. We'd almost have to be in person or on over the phone. It's and here we are being able to do this. And, it's and great. so it's, it's been an awesome, it's been awesome for sure. Now, when you have your, uh, you know, because I think the kettlebell thing has always kind of intrigued me because I know one thing about the core and activating the core and stuff like that and how important that is, is in martial arts especially. But I do have a heart for – I'm 61, so I have a heart for, you know, the older martial artist that comes in the door. So, uh, you know, I watch – and I have a student here, uh, one of my black belts. He's 74. Four, I think he is now. Mm-hmm. You know, he just gets after it every day. He still fights, still grapples. He goes surfing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, plays volleyball. He's just a he's just an animal that way. You know, he's a vet from Vietnam, and you know, he just gets after it. You know, his name's Ron, and but I always kind of keep an eye on him to see. You know, making sure, and I'm trying to keep an eye on because martial artists, if you go to the wrong school, man, and you just come in and get a beat down every time, you ain't gonna have any students. You know what I mean? And so, oh, gosh, yes. Uh, I was you know, part of that. I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. even know. I could see it when I go into the store, into the school. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's, yeah, I was that. Unfortunately, I was my instructor's pit bull at one time, you know, care less on you. You know, it, it, the attitude back then, as you can attest to, was the week got kicked out the door if you couldn't handle it. You know what I mean? So it's such a. Such, I had, such I had my, my, teacher, my teacher would have a. Uh, they would have their best fighters in the back of the room saying, "No challengers come in." Okay, uh, they, <laughs> it, was, it was it was it was like you're looking at uh, one of these kung fu movies from the '70s. That, it, actually, it actually was that way in the '70s. A lot of martial arts. Oh, we're going to meet you in the alley and settle this issue. You know, <laughs> that's it, it. It it was definitely like that. It was definitely like that. Even. You know, that's one thing that I've seen even change over the years. You know, how it was when, when we came up to the ranks. You know I mean? It was only one school. There was no nothing about cross-training or anything like that's that. Right. And, uh, you know, the, even the martial arts has expanded out to where you have some good cross-training and, and you got camaraderie and you've got common goals now that are 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 past the, uh, you know, this is the only only thing that can work. And so it's, you know, the, the evolution of it's good. You brought up a good subject because I said I dabbled in different martial arts, and I and you just brought up that that was kind of taboo back mm-hmm. then. Yeah. So that's why doing that, when I was doing that, it was you know I had to keep it secret, right? It was <laughs> one school here, you're training in one school here, so we they don't know that I was cross training. So yeah, that's exactly right. You couldn't just say, "Well, I'm studying in all these different schools." Right? Not. Yeah, that was it. That was really taboo for sure, for sure. So. Um, tell me, um, uh, what it, uh, is this, this one has the same last name as you. Is this your wife? Yeah, that's her. She's on. Hey, sweetie. How you doing? Uh, Good. Um, so do you focus in on 
What's your focus, you think, now, Marvin? Do you try and get the 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 school owners and do you try and help teach teachers along with your students so you can pass down your health and wellness? Tell me about the book. I want to know more about what's inside that book that you decided to. Did you write it for an overall health for everybody? Is it looking more for an older, uh, an older martial artist? What? Tell me how the direction of your book and what made you write it. Oh, that's a that's really appreciate that, man. Because you know the book, this book came from just a passion that I have. Okay, I know that the art of being well was. Uh, I, I had a struggle trying to figure out what this thing was I was doing. Right, <laughs> what is it? Uh, putting it all together, but it came to me as I was writing the book that. Wellness is uh, it's a combination of things. It's a combination of not it's, it's, it's a combination of ju- not just fitness. It's a, you have to be well in many areas of your life as far as financial wellness is part of it. There are eight dimensions of wellness that are part of it. And if you leave one of them out, there is imbalance in your life. And I know for a fact that I would always push my fitness and martial arts as a primary goal of everything leading the way. And, you know, as other things start to come into your life, you get older and more mature, you realize that you just can't do martial arts 24 hours a day, right? You have to start to live and create a, you know, you get family, you have spiritual life. And uh, this is where most people lose balance. And that's where weight gain comes for a lot of folks and uh, issues with uh, insecurities and uh, issues uh, where they get uh imbalance and it's on medications and all kinds of things like that. They're working too many hours. They're, they're not sleeping right. You know, their wellness is all off. So I introduce these concepts back to folks through this book, identifying them. And I use basically four pillars to bring them to reality. And one of them, I use my martial arts background as a way to bring community uh, when I work with my students to, to try to bring a family community because the martial arts are really good at doing that making you feel like a family. In fact, martial arts I've known all my life, even though I haven't seen them for years and I see them, it's like, you know, we, we're, we're the same. It's like nothing's really lost at all. In some of the organizations I'm doing right now, uh, older martial artists, very famous martial artists, if I mentioned them, you would know every last one of them. Uh, we all connect because we all came from that same era. So it's an interesting family martial arts develop. And then I, and then I bring in uh, the Qigong, which is the breathing the art of breathing. And I realized, I found out that if people learn how to breathe through the belly as the number one simple method of breathing, they will improve their health and wellness by tenfold. And many folks are chest breathers and they lose the concept of identifying with the breath and how to move their breath through the body, which is basically part of the Qigong and Tai Chi. So I bring that concept to the program without actually teaching the Tai Chi and saying that you're learning Tai Chi. Uh, Folks get in their mind that if they have to learn something specific, they don't want to do it. But they can use, they can benefit from the benefits of such a unique training system. But just don't tell them it's Tai Chi, right? Just don't tell them it's Qigong. Okay? You know, it's funny because even mentioning Tai Chi, when you come from a hard charging style, was like whatever with Tai Chi. You know what I mean, right? And. uh you know, I'm about smashing somebody, right? That's what, that's the, this, this, the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
I can't, if I could tell anybody, because you, you've made some really good points about martial arts and balance, because I correlate self-defense in the same way, right? I'm a, I'm a really, I'm a self-defense instructor is what I am, you know, self-preservation, you know, if you, you know, how to keep yourself and your loved ones protected and safe, whether that looks like you have to defend yourself or that looks like you need to walk away, mm-hmm. that what, whichever way is going to preserve uh, your way of, uh, of life that you want to do to get home. Right. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate of it, but I tell people too, there is a balance in self-defense, you know, self-defense is teaching is just like you said, if your finances are whacked, if your home life is whacked and you're kind of out of balance, so is your martial arts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got to get to the mat to get to these well mind, well, you know, people that have like minds to surround yourself to push yourself into situations, you know, that's the beauty of jujitsu. I think, you know, even after all these things and I'm still out there, there's not many, I can't find anybody to compete with at my age. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. I've I've tried Mm -hmm. several times, but um, no 60 year olds want to get up and get after it yet right now. But uh, when I, when I'm rolling that breathing, that's one thing, you know, when I first really was hard charging with my instructor years back here now, and I, I hear it in, in my ear all the time, Mark, you got to control your breathing. You're not controlling your breathing. Control your breathing. Now I hear myself telling my students the same thing when we're rolling. Listen to your breath. You got to, you know, you have to relax under, uh, you know, chaos. You need to know how to breathe under chaos. You need to know how not to be, let your mind get claustrophobic. And you need to know how to take a breath you're starting to get choked and someone's taking the life out of you. You'd be, you know, you know how to relax and take deep breaths. Believe it or not, your energy transforms and they end up relaxing. And that could be the exact thing you need to get out of technique. So breathing is in, you really, you know, I didn't have that. You heard it all the time. You heard a lot of things in the martial arts, right? Courtesy, integrity, right. Yeah. Right. You've heard it. Oh, you got to breathe more. Yeah. But, you got to breathe and, but never really taught how to breathe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You were told to breathe, you know, uh, exhale on your effort. You know, the, the, the thing, you know, uh, exhale on your effort. I heard it on the football field when I played football, you, you know, uh, you got to control your breathing, but you never really took time to learn how to control right. your breathing. That's right. At least I didn't, I know that. And I've done a lot of martial arts and I've yet to have anybody that sat me down and said, this is how you breathe. Uh, That's right. So I, where did that come into your your plan? Did it come in later? Or because of Kung Fu training, is it kind of integrated? You know, breathing is kind of integrated with with that art anyway. Yes, you yeah. know, there's a, there's a wellness side and a self-defense side, especially in Kung Fu. That mm-hmm. I do know. Mm-hmm. And so is that where you did it? Did you have an instructor that kind of did both or did you have something in life that made you decide that, Hey, the, the wellness side and the breathing side is something I'm going to teach. Where did that come from? That's, that's a good part because I was introduced to the different types of the Qigong breathing patterns in my second form of martial arts, the Shaolin temple style of martial arts. And they taught the soft and hard Qigong to their students early which I don't find in any of the schools these days. That's very unusual. We were taught to learn a hard style of breathing uh, as part of the curriculum going up. And as you develop through the system, 
the, the, the breathing patterns become more challenging. Okay, and you, but you can identify with them much more. So being introduced at such a young stage, I saw the benefits of that kind of thing early. Uh, some older masters, like you may have heard of Heidi Oche, which was a, he was a, a karate master, and he was, he was very strong with the breathing and developed his body in such a way that you would have thought he was training with weights all the time just from breathing. So, uh, yeah, and I find that you, you were right. Many of the teachers, they don't either know or they don't want to get into that surgical breathing because of what you just said. I think it's handed down to a certain way. You just you learn to breathe. You have to breathe. You have to breathe. And unless you figure it out your own self in some kind of way, you're not going to you're not going to fully understand it. And I'm finding that with a lot of my students and with people who are just looking to uh, lose weight or um, just trying to relax. Okay, their stress, their stress is all held from the chest up. And they haven't learned, especially in the Western society or in this country, we don't, we're mostly chest breathers. So trying to help folks to sink their breath is uh, it's challenging sometimes. I've never been able, there's a few folks I've trained and they've never gotten it. You know, the reverse, they, they can't get to breathing. It's very difficult sometimes to get the belly to breathe. So that became early part. And I noticed that I bring it into my classes early and if there's any one thing i would say that resonates with me the long the largest is the, the breathing pattern is the number one way to go. only feel better improve performance in everything you do uh but it also will make you so much more healthier so yeah the breathing is a big part of it so i was introduced early with that mark yeah that's interesting to me because i mean total transparency it's not something that i concentrate like we would sit down and we're going to breathe I'll do the same thing that I did, right? You know, you you fold for your block, you inhale, you exhale on your effort. That I mean that to that to that extent, but nothing more uh, than even that. So even myself, um, the breathing part on just how important that is. The only where I've learned my lessons is on the stress of the jujitsu mat when I am. Either somebody's got a, got a hold of my neck or mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm in this situation where I either panic or I got to relax and breathe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Something's got to happen there. And so it's it's taken on a different meaning. But then again, like you said, it, it's, it's kind of weird, right? When we get older, we decide that we need to check our health. We don't do it when we're young. I, I don't know why. I, right. I don't know why that is. It's just not taught. At, at then and we just think we can conquer the world anyway i bring I mean? that i bring that into the book like the youth they you know they're not mostly interested in tai chi like i wasn't in my 20s it's way too slow you know I, i'm too i don't need it i'd rather be a lot more <laughs> dynamic and you know that's for old folks and you know but we had to learn it as part of martial art curriculum and it's stuck uh i hear that from a lot of older students but what I like to try to what what I try to work accomplishing is teaching the youth this kind of breathing through weight training, okay, or through martial arts training. I bring it early in their life so they can be identifying with this type of thing, which they can carry the rest of their life. Because this benefits are the life changing, and once you understand them, if you get them earlier, then your life is improved longer, and you don't even realize what you're doing. You're just breathing a whole lot better. So that's a that's a, that resonates high with me, and uh, I 
all of my students know how that important that is, and they'll they'll tell you right away. Oh yeah, Marvin wants you to breathe. Wants you to breathe. Yeah. So what 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 makes it? What's the breathing do? physiologically, you know, physically to us that makes it where we have can have longer life or longer, you know, or breathing properly. I can tell you this. I don't breathe properly when I lift. I, I know for a fact I don't because I I catch myself all the time. I'm always kind of like trying to hump something up. I'll, I'll, I'll take it all in and just, like, you know what I mean? I'm never I never take a deep breath and I never take a deep breath. I just, I, sometimes I hold my breath between reps as a matter of fact, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, and then it transforms to the mat. This has been, this has been something that's ongoing with me forever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then once again, my coach, the jujitsu, and I'm telling you, he's like, you, you, you do jujitsu. Like you lift weights, like everything is, you know, like the Hulk. Right. And so, that's that's just something that I, I even myself I I know today. Matter of fact, I lifted last night. And I did the same thing. I was just talking to myself last night when I was lifting. I'm like, you're not even breathing. You just did ten reps. You didn't take one breath. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you know and, what I mean? And you know, you're you're a healthy guy, relative. You know, you would consider yourself a healthy guy. So you, you've been training all your life. So I mean, you can be in great because you're breathing. You have a you have a breathing pattern, right? There are so many. There are more ways to breathe than there are foods. There are so many different ways. You know, with the, the Navy SEALs, they learn box breathing so that they can learn how to focus their uh, breath when they uh, so they can go from active movement to steady breathing and calm their breath quickly so they can respond to sensitive action or shoot the bullet they need to do at an accurate target. They have to these are different breathing patterns so they can do that. Uh, you know, animals do reverse breathing. And that's what that's mostly like what martial artists do when they punch, they exhale and their bodies expand kind of getting tighter. So if you try to pick up a puppy, you know, they like when they when they start wiggling around, it's like they get really hard, like a little round ball, right? Because <laughs> animals know how to reverse breathe. And lions, when they when they roar, their bellies expand outward, which is, you know, when we blow out, you know, our spines come inward, right? So there are, there are different ways uh, for healthy breathing. So, so some of the Kung Fu training, we learn some of the, a lot of different ways of how to make the breath work. When you're into the jujitsu training on the mat, you have to relax at certain points, then you have to tense at certain points, and you relax at certain points, and you have to tense. You can entirely attest to that. And sometimes you fool the person by relaxing, making your body seem smaller, and then you can you can expand and you know and break loose. And you know, we you know you can expand the neck through breath to kind of build strength there. So uh and when you breathe in through the body, and you, this was your original question, uh, so many things happen with your circulation as you, you breathe into your belly and then you concentrate the breath through your mind. So it's called the three minds. You try to breathe in, you concentrate your breath through your belly and then you breathe it to your limbs with your intent, your emotional mind. So um, there is it's a so there's a there's a lot of ways to go into that. But I basically just I teach it really simply so folks don't get confused. I just said breathe in, feel the breath into your belly and then breathe out. And then let the breath just kind of circulate the breath in your belly. Just let the belly expand, expand and relax that way from a standing position, from a lying position, from a sitting position. So in reality, I've heard some uh, martial artists in Qigong say, well, how often do you practice? They say, well, I'm always practicing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. I'm always That's practicing true. my breathing. I'm, I'm just, you know, well, 
how can you train so much? Well, I just do because we're martial artists and we're training constantly, either your finger strength or something, right? Your breath. And that the other part of the book I mentioned is also the kettlebell. I use that as part of the strength orientation, which you attest earlier that how beneficial they are to developing strength. For and sure. I, and I utilize the kettlebell for that. And I introduced the, I call it uh, uh, aerobics, which is gentle aerobics, which is just walking. I just tell folks to walk. And that adds to uh, what happened here. Why is my computer acting like it wants to shut off? Is that your computer or mine? It's not mine, sir. I can still see you, though. All right. Okay. So, yeah, I just, uh, so I introduced walking as a way that is underrated. It's great benefit. And if you could just walk, folks were at 10, 15 years onto the life. And I'm hearing that uh, now through some of the, a lot of the trainers are now just trying to introduce their folks, folks into just walking patterns. I, I meet a lot of sedentary people. And uh, in fact, I'm working on this transformation program now where I'm helping folks lose weight, right? Through just the kettlebell strength and the fat burning process that's developed through those kind of things and just adding walking to their plan because COVID has introduced a new client. Okay. What? <laughs> that's COVID has introduced this new client who were like, they were very active at one time. Now they've been sitting at home working, not, they will work at, they will work at work for eight hours or 10 hours, but at least they had to drive and walk home. Right now they work for 10 hours at home and they stay home. Right? That's right. That's <laughs> That you are so correct on that. I've seen that so much, even in the kids on, you know, that's why the mask always made me whacked because you can't breathe in it. You know what I mean? It used to drive me crazy. I'm like, how am I supposed to breathe with this thing on all the time and taking clean breaths and stuff like that? So, yeah, it's intrigued me that what you talk about there on the on the breathing, because I I know it's something that I lack personally. And because I have a breathing app and I do know I try and practice it. It's a breathing app, believe it or not, you know, and it talks to you. Take the deep breath in this and I can physically take blood pressure and do 10 minutes of that breathing. And the amount of points that go down from that blood pressure, I don't know if it's relieving stress or what it's doing, but it definitely does something. Yeah. Um, it's incredible, isn't it? It's amazing. Uh, there's a there's a device we use. It's called the Tai Chi ruler. In fact, it looks just like this. You have all these little contraptions right next to where I train. Right. This is a mahogany wood. This is a this is a very expensive Tai Chi ruler given by my master Fong. He trains out there in California. And this one tool not only manifests the breath, it also helps you understand the chief circulation as it transfers from hand to hand from side of body to side of body and you just work with it and breathe with it and it helps you to relax and use there's a few exercises by twisting it that you can lower your blood pressure by 10 points if you do it on a regular point regular basis okay that, so you're see, correct. That, that stuff is amazing because yeah. i look at it and like man that'd be great to knock somebody upside the head with yeah. um <laughs> and it can be used for that too <laughs> Because it is a martial art, right? I'm That's sure it. it wasn't just designed for that. <laughs> it's, you know, it's uh, it's it, it definitely is. It's such a it's such a thing that goes hand in hand. And I didn't have that coming up the ranks. I just I just haven't had it. And 
but I do have some really close friends that have done Kung Fu and I know that that is a built-in, that's a built-in thing for, for both. And so it's just always kind of intrigued me. Yeah. I took a, a Kung Fu course. I don't know if you heard of Tim Larkin. He's a, he's a guru with the self-protection programs. Like what you said, you like teaching self-defense. He's a, mm-hmm. he's an expert in that as well. Uh, he teaches a very effective, uh, it's really a self-protection. It's very aggressive type self-protection, but it's, designed for the most simplest way of defending yourself or protecting yourself. So, you know, I did, I do some of their training as well. And uh, I was away for a while and I just joined in one of their trainings and we do a continuous round training where each technique is supposed to be an ending technique. And through the Tai Chi and Qigong training, I didn't lose a step. You know, I hadn't done it for about a year. And then I went in there and I just rolled right into it. It's like very relaxed, uh, the techniques were very powerful. It was like when they touch you, you just roll right through it. You don't resist the, you know, if like you learn in jujitsu, you don't resist the, it coming at you where you're like hard against it, which with most people, if someone pushed them, they resist it mm-hmm. all the time, right? And it's, it's kind of, it's counterproductive to basically trying to protect yourself. You need to kind of flow with it a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, I, I, when I was younger, I would thought you'd lose a step by practicing something that was didn't seem to be so hard, but actually you're improving another part of the body, which is very responsive to what you need in long-term martial arts training. So it does have its place. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's, yeah, it's super, it, it, it definitely, it, that's why it's one of the, one of the reasons I wanted this interview is because I, I want I personally wanted to hear a little bit more about um, what that is. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that speak about that, even in the CLA. You know what I mean? And of course, Angel every day. I, I don't know if you if you got to know her, but you know she's the one that says good morning, take a deep breath. Yes. And uh, I see her every every day, and I'm going to tell you every because she does that every day. That's what I do. And uh, oh, I may have lost Coach. Let's see if he's if he's going to come back on here while we're while we're going. Coach Marvin has, well, I don't want to have dead air. So those of you guys that are listening, so Coach Marvin is a wellness coach. If you guys haven't done his last name is King, K-I-N-J. And he, you can find him, Marvin King, on Facebook. And then you can follow him also. And you can get his book through his website there also. And he's got this kettlebell training that has been uh, pretty awesome, to, to say the least. And if you guys know me, you guys know that, you know, I'm kind of a hard charger. And so having that relaxed side of me uh, doing martial arts has always been kind of a hard thing for me to do. And so, you know, listening to coach or talking to him today has, you know, it's even reinforced to me that maybe, maybe just teaching our children how to breathe for a minute would help relieve a little bit of anxiety. Uh, I think uh, if we, if I can get him back online, I'm going to ask him about that. But uh, as I keep on going here um, for uh, let's see if uh, Marvin comes back online, but uh, give you a little bit of insight on on my training and what <clears throat> where it is uh, the breathing part of of life as it is just wasn't really taught to us in in my style. I guess is what I would say. We were taught like you know, exhale on your effort and stuff like that, but it was never really uh, adhered to uh, the way it should be. You know what I mean? I think, Coach, I got him back on here. Let me try it. 
There you go, Coach. I don't Coach, know what that was about, but uh, it's all plugged up here, but I we guess did. I lost something. Did you miss me? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. No, I was talking to him. When I was talking to him, I, I didn't do any dead air, so I was just talking to him about you know, where to find your book and stuff like that. This is a really good friend of mine. This is an old friend of mine, David Scaracci. And he said, Mr. Cox, okay. relax. You see, see, he knows me. He's like, uh, he's like, <laughs> you relax, you know, because I'm just a tense dude, man. You know, that's why you see, uh, that's why you see the Hulk everywhere. I'm kind of, I, I really relate to him because uh, I'm always trying to suppress it. And he just always kind of lets it come out. You know what I mean? But what I was talking about is, uh, I was talking on, on on air before you before we lost after you left, but uh, on teaching children, what could be the benefit of teaching our kids how to breathe? Can that can that help them with anxiety? Do you think? And you know, what's your thought on on or 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 do you have you taught children the breathing? I want I want to know about that. Is it something to have them sit and relax and have teach them how to breathe when they're young? And what's the benefit yeah. of that? Do you think? Yeah, I I was I, I mentioned that subject in the book too, Mark. About that. Am I coming? You hearing me? Am I coming? Yes, sir. Okay? I hear you. Yeah, you're okay, good. Good. Yeah, I mentioned that too because the youth, like I mentioned, they they're not very interested in this kind of softness, or they don't actually. If they're young enough, they already do it. Okay, they. They usually have the skill set when we're born. We're born with the right skill set of breathing when it comes to belly breathing, that kind of thing. We kind of lose it as uh, we enter sports and stuff in our schools. And, they to, and they're trying to tell you to breathe a certain way. And you're trying to figure it all out and you don't get instruction on it. So if they can continue, if someone, if the coach or the instructor understands breathing, they can just help the child to continue to breathing like they know to breathe correctly and they'd be fine it's just the uh they don't if the if the coach doesn't understand the breathing patterns then they just try to introduce the kid to a breathing pattern without the instruction that's necessary and it becomes too much talking and when, when it gets too confusing then nobody wants to do it so i think kids uh it, you can kind of bring it back to them by having them lay on their back and just say let, let your stomach come up when you breathe and they usually get it that way okay they'll, they'll they're, they're young enough to get it when you breathe in let the stomach come up and when you breathe out let the stomach go down and they can identify with simple movements like that uh, adults sometimes they ask so many questions like is it supposed to go up so high or is it supposed to go is my back supposed to go down to the floor or <laughs> do my sides go out too or should my chest go up as well as my you know the, the adults have a 20 questions, but the kids, they get the, the kids get it real easy. Okay. You yeah, probably get me on that one. That's <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad that you did to know that there is kind of a portion in that book about, yeah. you know, what it, what it, what it, um, you know, what it looks like to, to, uh, get our children on some kind of, uh, of track their their anxiety levels these days yeah yeah as a, as a matter of fact mark i'm a i'm reaching i i advertise for my uh six-week challenge and that's usually attracts folks who have a weight problem okay thinking it's a transfer they want to because you're saying you know you want to transfer transform your body but you know i've got 20 somethings in my in my group that are lean as 
tight as a as a as an MMA fighter, right? And I'm like, I'm saying, what 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 are you trying to get out of this program? And uh, they have different transformation concerns. Okay, they, the youth are in a different place sometimes, and they got to identify with their concerns because uh, it may not be a weight problem. I think this it can be an eating disorder that they identify that they're not doing something right. They need the community connection. They're looking for something that uh, they're not receiving out there. When you talk about transformation, they need to change something. But they look great from the outside. Okay, they don't have mm. what you would think it would be. And you're saying, well, you know, this guy, what's wrong with these guys? All the assets, but they don't. They're they're missing something. So once I get delve into what it is, I say, well, you're obviously not a weight issue. So you know, we got to come to an understanding what it is, so you can have a transformation experience, right? <laughs> because if right. I don't know what it is, you're just going to be going through the motions, and it's not going to give you anything. So once I get there and find out what it is, uh, now we're on target, and they're enjoying the class a lot because you know they have goals that are a little different. So everyone's looking for more, but I'm surprised at the twenty-somethings, the younger folks. Uh, the concerns that they have, and I, I'm sure they're not the only ones, but I'm glad some of them are reaching out. Yeah, that's good. It, it's it's always good to hear that you you know we still have youth going out and getting after it and and trying to better themselves. Yeah, because I just didn't have all this um, at all coming up the ranks, and I still, like I said before, I still don't. I'm not 100 percent in in on that as it is today. You know, this is this might be a little more uh, something for me to dabble into myself a little bit, even after this. Um, you know, conversation. Yeah, because I do have a I do have a heart for uh, you know our youth in in the the stress that they're under, whether it's school, yeah, and the stress of social media, and how not to be able to turn off your your brain for a second to be able to get healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad mm-hmm. I didn't have all that when I was growing up. You know, I was playing basketball and playing sports and. Uh, doing karate and not really wondering how many likes I had on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> no. you know, I'm, I'm uh, looking at that now. I'm in my, I'm like, how many likes right? I got on my Instagram? <laughs> I know. I said, man, I do the same thing, and I can, I get caught up in it myself. I'm like, look at this, man. This is a time stealer. And you know, and as you you know, you kind of put out you you know, it's it's a double edged sword. You know, for business wise, it's it's something that you put out and yes, to, for. Uh, to further your business, but on the same token, you get caught up in uh, in that euphoria of oh my gosh, look how many people like that, or I, you know, I make fun yeah, of it all yeah. the time, right? I you know, I I said, okay, guys, get your cameras ready, get your phones out. This is going to be your five minute Facebook life that is awesome. The rest <laughs> of your day sucked, but this five minutes is really good. And make sure you post this part, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. not the you know, not the depression part or whatever else you're you're battling uh, at the at the time. So. Yeah, I say it all the time. Yeah, I like that. When we talk, I like, I'm going with, you know, what you're saying is, you know, folks identifying with a depression, they bring these devices out. I tell them that, uh, you know, folk, when they come to me and they're saying they, they want to lose 10, 20 pounds and they want to lose 30 pounds, I ask them, when was the last time you were at your best weight? You know, and uh, some of them, you know, you got to get a little deeper with that. And they'll tell you five years ago, a lot of folks are right before COVID. They made major changes. But some go back to their youth and they don't think they can get there. And others go, they somehow have more reasonable goals. But you find out actually what it is. But I tell folks, I helped a guy use, I helped a person lose over 30 pounds in two months, right? 
very simple technique, only two times per week, 30 minutes per day. It's a training, two times per week. Because I, I think that many programs want to work you out too hard and it causes stress in other parts of your life, which is what I was explaining in the eight dimensions of wellness in my book. If you're going to work out here for an hour a day trying to lose weight, then you're obviously causing imbalance somewhere else in your life, which is going to cause stress, prevent cortisone, which, which helps you to not lose weight. So I make this just an easy part that they can sustain over a long period. And it just shed right off, and it, you know, because you just felt good and it just shed right off. And that's the kind of change I get out of folks. because they, they think they need, they have something perceived in their mind, what they're feeling. And I find it's just kind of block chi or block understanding of what they're actually trying to achieve. And once they finish the program, they all feel good, regardless if they lost 10 pounds or 20 pounds or 30 pounds. The fact is, how do you feel in your mind? Do you feel like now the world is a better place for you to deal with? Or is it easier to navigate in the world because you understand that, you know, you're an important person as well? So it's about change in lives that they don't actually recognize that they need. And um, that's kind of where I had people. And that's what the book talks about. That's good. Well, you know what? We're, we're reaching up this hour, Coach. Uh, let me, uh, let's, let's get some stuff out there where people can find you, okay? Where okay. they can or order your book, um, what kind of classes you actually have, where to find you so that they can, uh, you know, uh, learn a little bit more from you and possibly take class or order your book if that's what, if that's what they, if they choose. And also... Just so you know, this this will be on my website also. So anybody that's listening, I have a website. It's called Mark. It's just markcox.com. It's my name, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where all my podcasting stuff is. I'll have this in audio format also. You'll be able to share this so people driving if they go on Spotify or Apple Podcast or any most major things. My podcast is on those platforms at real mm -hmm. you know Real Talk with Mark Cox and. And uh, they can subscribe and they can be able to listen to it also while they're driving. So the same thing that we went over today. So that'll be ready to go at the end of the day. And I'll let you have that. I'll make sure on the website everything is you send me links and stuff like that. I'll take it. But why don't you let people know now? Okay. Uh, All right. Appreciate what, it, man. Uh, what, you, what you have there. David Storacci is this. He's an older martial artist like we are. He's an old, he's an old cat just like we are. Okay. Just an old fighter. You've got he's a great a beast show. Too. Yeah, he's a good dude. It's, it's, it's um, a great show, Mark. Hey, I, first of all, I really appreciate you asking me on your show, man. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for you and uh, what you've been able to do with the martial arts. And, of course, being able to live in this system of martial arts is incredible myself. But the, the art I have, the book I call the, the Art of Being Well, I met a guy up in the Shenandoah Mountains where I like to go to a retreat at least once a year and spend a couple a week or so if I can up there. To think and clear my head and uh, I told him I have this book and he said I'm surprised no one ever thought of that title before <laughs> the art of being well I'm like you know I never thought about it like that but yeah uh, <laughs> that seems such a simple thing but I guess no one really thought of it uh, so anyway you can get it on Amazon the art of being well you can get it on Amazon it's doing pretty well I have a my publicist is now coming out with a second a special edition of this book and we are about to launch it on audiobook as well. Before the year is out, we're going to launch this book on audiobook. I am in the works of book number two, uh, which is uh, uh, The Shadow Warriors is the name of it. And The Shadow Warriors delves down deeper into 
what we're talking about wellness for caregivers who folks who have to be in that caregiver capacity how they give up their bodies and their bodies deteriorate how what kind of wellness program can they do to keep their lives as stable as the ones they're trying to maintain okay so that's the next book i'm coming out with and it's, it's a great title it's going to be a great book and uh you can reach me you go to my website at buoykettlebellclub.com i'm there you can go there and you can link to a lot of different places uh, my classes are you know i select folks for classes because they have to be either a beginner class or advanced class i have to see where they are uh, but i'm also currently doing things in Bowie, maryland which is uh gaining gravity gra gaining speed and momentum but the name of my business is the Bowie kettlebell club b-o-w-i-e kettlebell club and uh that just led the way and i am coach king coach marvin king you look up marvin king rkc i'm a uh, i'm a rkc which is a russian kettlebell certified uh, instructor a russian kettlebell challenge which was the first certification offered in this country i still maintain mine there are a lot more out here today but a lot can happen in 20 years right 22 years so uh yeah that's where you can get me that's good that's good we'll we'll have all that information too i you know i encourage uh uh, martial artists or not, I think that the breathing thing is breathing and movement. I can't, I can't stress enough. Uh, I, you know, I'm thankful that I'm still can get after it. Like I, you, you know, train as hard as I, I train at my age. I'm thankful for it because when I see other people my age, I'm like, and they, and they're just barely walking or or barely doing what they do. It's just like. When you start move, when you stop moving, is when you stop living. Oh you know my God, mean? you said it there, brother. And, you said uh, it there. Just not, you know. And, and so I do. I have a heart for the. I have a heart for youth. I, I, I have a heart for people. Even though some people, you know, I don't like to be around them that much. But uh, when it comes to people that are trying to get their their life together and their stress and unmanageable and watching our youth today and trying to make them into young warriors with so much mm -hmm. stuff that's hit with them. And then seeing our older population and how they're just so forgotten. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes. I've been through the, the homes and stuff like that. And just, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a morgue for live people. When I go yep. through it, you know, no one's and, there. No one yep. gets them to up and breathe. No one gets them to do anything. They just, you know, no one's visiting it's a sad thing and I, it, it weighs on me. You know what I mean? So I encourage people to, uh, to come and see you, get the book. Um, mine will be, I'll order mine today. Cause I'm going to do that. Maybe we can do another one. Let me read it. And then okay. let's do another one. Let's just That'd do, uh, let's do another, another talk just on the book itself. Okay. Um, and, That'd be great. I'll, I'll take notes and I'll say, okay, here's what I've read through. And then you and I will get, get back together again. And let's, uh, let's take it to the next level and break down that book. Sound good. Oh, sounds fun, man. Sounds like a winner. I love it. Love All it. Right. Brother. Looking forward to that. Okay. Sounds we might good. need a couple I'll... more hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be a long one. So we'll talk about that. You know, that might even be something we don't do live. We do it off camera and i mean we can uh, do it pre-done so we can really take some time and talk about it and then we can release it out there uh on on the podcast uh 
both audio and and visual. You know, oh, it'll be and great. Listen, Jocko, Jocko has three and a half, four hour podcasts. Sometimes he goes through these books, these <laughs> war books, and stuff like that. So, if that's what that that be, I think that's going to be a fun thing that we can uh, be able to do together. And with okay. our with our difference of our backgrounds, are going to make it very interesting. Make it a very yes. interesting subject. Yes, so I'll look forward. So I'll I'll, I'll order mine today, Coach, and then. Uh, I'll, I'll get it in and let me read it through. I'll reach out to you again and, and we'll, we'll reschedule something that we can do this together and we'll break down that book. Okay, man. Okay. Rock and All roll. Right. Love it, brother. Thank you, man. All right, man. It's been great seeing awesome you. Day. All right. I'll see you in the CLA, right. brother. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Bye bye now. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.